Welcome to episode one of Girls Who Cry Monster. I'm Nicole. And I'm Andrea. And we're here to provide you with the content that quite literally uh, no one asked for. But we are going to give it to you anyway. The plan here is to watch and review our favorite episodes of everyone's favorite 90s super spooky fun show, and that is Goosebumps. Goosebumps. So, Andrea, why Goosebumps? There are things that we experience as kids that we feel like exist only in our memories, and that those experiences exist in isolation. Like, you feel like you were the only person that watched this, or saw this, or heard this, or whatever. And as soon as you can connect with someone that's like, oh my gosh, like, I also experienced that, and I wore that, and I, you know, saw that, and whatever, it's like, okay... I feel like, oh, I really was there. That really did happen. I'm a whole person. Um, And especially things that were scary when we were kids, like Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark or any of the, the things that scared us, when you can watch it through the lens of an adult, it's weirdly healing because the real world is scary. Right. There's, it's crazy out there. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Goosebumps is not scary. Not anymore. It's not scary anymore. So when you can kind of take that experience of something that scared you and you can laugh at it and you can analyze it and you can have a shared experience with some someone else over something that was scary, I feel like... It's well, a, like you said, it's, it's like healing. It's healing and it creates a shared experience. I agree. I feel like so many of those shows back then were like weird fever dreams. Like I saw <laughs> something on social media that was like, who remembers like... <laughs> Mr. Meaty or something like that. <laughs> what is Mr. Meaty? Oh my gosh, it was like these super scary like <laughs> clay people. And it, I was like, that, oh my gosh, that freaked me out. I avoided that show like the plague, but like even the commercials like freaked me the heck out. Or like, do you remember An- uh, Angela Anaconda? Yeah, that oh, was no, weird. Oh no, it's Mini Poo. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, and you feel like nobody else does. So if I talk right. about this thing, they're going to think I'm crazy. And then they jump in and they're like, oh my gosh, I also saw that. And you're like, okay, cool. You're like, okay, like you said, I really I'm was person. there. Yes, I was really alive. Okay, it makes sense <laughs> I now. was sitting there eating my Dan and Sprinklin's yogurt, yogurt watching Angela Anaconda, and it was someone else was too. Right. Yeah. So, so what was your experience with Goosebumps specifically? Like, like the like the books, the the TV shows. What was that for you? I did not read the books. I was given a couple of the books, but I was probably seven, eight years old at that time, and they were just way too scary for me. Like, the covers were too scary. Like, I couldn't look at them, and I couldn't keep them in my room, like, under my bed or on my shelf, so I would have to, like, pick them up with two fingers like they were a spider, and I would, like, tiptoe down the hall and, like, throw them in mom's closet so that I wouldn't have to, like, be near them. Right. And and the thing is with that, like, when you hide something like that when you're a kid, you know exactly. I knew where they were. You're very acutely aware of, like, where it is. Yeah. That's like, I always say, like, I, I people are, like, nostalgic for Blockbuster. Personally, I am not. I really love Blockbuster. Yeah, do you, do you yeah. miss it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's interesting, because, like... My, my friend and I would go to Blockbuster like every weekend and rent Tuck Everlasting. Because for some reason we thought that movie was like, hilarious. I don't <laughs> it was not supposed to be a comedy. No, it wasn't. But to us, it was like top tier <laughs> comedy. But anyway, we would try and go to Blockbuster to rent it. And you literally needed like 
a blood sample and like a hair follicle just to be able Three to rent forms this, of ID. Yeah, just to be able to rent this stupid movie. And the people who worked there were mean. They were not nice. Like we went there once and I don't know, my friend's mom had given us her debit card to like rent and talk <laughs> everlasting like we did. And she was, she looked at the card and she was like, I know your name's not Barbara. So like, you can't have this movie. It's like, I'm just trying to watch Alexis Bledel dance around this fire and like scream at the yellow man. Like, let me have it. But anyway... I always was very acutely aware of, like, where the movie Chucky was. Scary. Very, very scary. Yeah. So, all that to say, I understand. Yeah. One time when I was little, too, I remember being, like, a little kid. I was maybe five, and I was watching Fantasia at Uncle Michael's house, and Cousin Michael, who was, like, four years older than me, I think when I wasn't looking, he switched out the tape and he put on, like, Chucky. And I always thought... No! I, it was, I was an adult before I realized Fantasia was not a horror movie. <laughs> Isn't that, like, a Mickey Mouse thing? I'm, I've never watched it, but I'm pretty sure it's just, oh, like... no. Like, cartoon orchestras and, like, songs and stuff. By the way, people tell us that we sound identical. Do we? Like, over the phone, they used to. I think we have completely different voices. You think so? Yeah. Okay. That's good. And I feel like people can tell us apart. I have curly hair. Can you hear the difference? <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. See, I say things that are not funny and Andrew just thinks they're funny. This is like my problem in life because I go out into the world and I think I'm funny, but really just Andrea thinks I'm funny. And honestly, that's good enough for me. I will say I did read a part of one Goosebumps book one time. I don't know what it was called. Probably like The Tale of Something. But it was about this kid who found some, like, crusty old sunscreen in his garage, and he put it on and he turned into a dog. And it really scared me. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I don't read the books. I've never read the books. But I did. Um, we had some of the VHS tapes of the TV series. And specifically, I remember The Haunted Mask. And we would watch The Haunted Mask, like, over and over again. And it was terrifying but for some reason like we loved it we love the fear yeah except for emily who would go and run and wedge herself behind the refrigerator she did that with like every movie yeah she did it she didn't like the flying monkey she would wedge herself behind the refrigerator she didn't like oh, maybe she was, just really didn't like monkeys she really didn't because i'm thinking specifically of that the one. gorilla it was the mary kate nashley movie yes. yes yeah i forget what it was called like when they were zoo detectives or something and they had to solve the mystery of the pongo pygmaeus <laughs> I would have so much more room in my brain if I did not remember that. Oh my god. I mean, for me, Goosebumps, I mean, Goosebumps premiered in, what year was it, 95? I think it was 1995. 1995. So I, was, I, was, I was seven. Okay, you were seven, and I I was born in 94. <laughs> so really, when I think of Goosebumps, to me, that's like, I mean, there's just some experiences that you only have, like, as a youngest child. Mainly for me, that means... Like, like, I would not have been allowed to watch it when I was, like, two or three. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, for me, like, okay, the youngest child, that means, like, I hold baked goods in the backseat. That's pretty much, like, my number one job. Hold this cake. Hold this cake. Don't let it drop. Don't let it drop. I mean, I'm still doing that to this day. <laughs> I'm 27 years old. Like, I feel like mom and dad put me in the car seat on the way back from the hospital, and they're like, she's got arms. <laughs> Give her this pie. <laughs> So <laughs> someone has to hold the pie. Someone's got to hold the pie and it's got to be me. <laughs> but I think of that and like getting to watch TV shows with the big kids mm -hmm. was like oh, the, the coolest thing ever. Like you, you'll never know what that feels like, sis. I never will. No, You're but welcome. the the TV show I got to watch with you and your friends and you and Emily. I'm surprised is, you're okay. I know. Are um, you Okay. 
I will say I show my creative writing students um, episodes of Goosebumps sometimes. Like, we just finished a unit on gothic fiction. I was like, guys, this is the best way to end this unit ever because we've been writing all these spooky stories and, like, sharing them with each other. And I was like, we've watched R.L. Stein's master class, like, a few times. We watched a few different ones. Oh, that's ones. so cool. And so I showed them an old story, which is so weird. It's about these two boys who I think are brothers. They don't look alike, but they appear to be the same age. And their Aunt Dahlia comes to stay with them and she's like totally freaky weird and she keeps feeding them like prunes and prune cookies and like prune juice and <laughs> they like turn old like they turn into old men yes. which is weird because the aunt wants to like set them up with her old friends her old lady no. friends yeah and she's like boys the ladies are here to see you and they're like oh my god like this is horrible and then they have to like figure out how to not be old anymore why did they put that on tv I, my students were really perturbed but they think Stein is adorable they love him also when you said aunt dahlia this is like maybe getting a little off the rails don't you think that would make the perfect pet name for like a hamster no for like a hairless cat <laughs> like imagine you have a balcony Any and then name all of a sudden like aunt dahlia like Appears. Yeah, I feel like anything with the word ant in it would make a good pet name. Yeah, you're not wrong. For either a hairless cat or like a super floofy, pretentious looking poodle. <laughs> name like Aunt Cassandra. <laughs> Melissa. Aunt Melissa. Aunt Melissa. <laughs> Just so stupid. So dumb. I love thinking of really stupid names as pet names. Oh, so do I. Like anything with like doctor or like mister. Prof- <laughs> professor. My friend got attacked once by a cat. Near Professor Waffles. But she just, she let Professor, Professor, yeah, she, she let did. Professor Waffles just into her house. She did. She, she invited Professor Waffles into her home and then like, she accidentally stepped on his tail and like, he bit her. So like, I understand. It's a long story. It's a long story, but Aunt Dahlia would make a great cat name. But they like RL, your students? They think he's so cute. Hmm. And he gives really good advice. I mean, he's just, like, a master of suspense. Tell me more. Like, I know that the stories are, like, wicked goofy, but he knows how to, like, make you stressed and keep you stressed. How does he do it? By putting... So, what he talks about how you create suspense in your writing is you put the character in danger and then you keep them there for an uncomfortable amount of time. And you make them do dumb stuff while they're there. Yeah. So that's what, like, my kids have to do in their writing. And a lot of them are like, I really don't... In the beginning, a lot of them are like, I don't enjoy this kind of writing. It's, like, really hard. And by the end, they were like, okay, it's still not my favorite, but, like, I enjoyed the challenge. It's hard to write suspense. Do any of your kids really, like, take that to heart, like, into their writing? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They write some really brilliantly terrifying stuff. Sometimes I get worried if they're working in the hallway and they're like... You know, Amelia, this part with the severed fingers, like, I feel like you could really add some detail to this part. I'm worried other teachers are going to walk by and be like, what the heck class are you in? Like, are you okay? That's awesome. And I'm going to, like, lose my job. But yeah, they've done an amazing job. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you and I are, we're big spooky fans. Like, neither of us really like, uh, like, gore. I don't like gore. I don't like anything like a demon possession or anything like that. Like I will never watch like The Exorcist or any of the paranormal stuff. I just, I just don't like it. You like the Saw movies though. Okay. I liked the Saw movies because they're basically psychological thrillers. Okay. Like he was just toying with them. Right. I don't, I don't know that I would enjoy them so much now because they are pretty gory. Mm -hmm. 
But we love things that are wholesome. And by we, I mean, like, especially Andrea. (laughs) I like wholesome things. I appreciate them. But, like, Andrea lives for them, (laughs) let me tell you. My aesthetic is wholesome. And we love you for it. Thank you. And by we, I mean me. But that's what we love about Goosebumps. Like, it's spooky and it's fun and it's wholesome. Yeah. All at the same time. Mm -hmm. So should we get into the episode? Yes. So for our first episode, I thought it was only appropriate that we would watch and review The Haunted Mask. Because like we talked about, it was the most prominent experience we had with Goosebumps when we were kids. So I wanted to see if it like held up. And honestly, like I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. Yeah. The first thing we have to get into when we talk about Goosebumps, and we won't talk about this every episode, but the theme song. The The theme theme song. song. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It gets me. Every time. It gets me going. It's so spooky. It's so eerie. And it just like, it's flawless. Iconic. Truly. And I always, maybe... Maybe this is just like common knowledge, but when um, the like mystery uh, man in the trench coat is like standing over the hill and he's like, his coat is blowing in the breeze and his briefcase just opens and like the papers. <laughs> he slide. litters his papers all over the town. He does litter, which is a crime. <laughs> um, it's not okay. It's immoral. It's not right. Um, but it was whatever. I'm willing to let it go. But I always pictured that to be like, the papers flying out into the city like it's RL's ideas, um, and he's just letting it happen. Um, it's all his spooky ideas, just like going out into the world for all of us to enjoy. Do you think that's like an accurate <laughs> yeah, description? So. Is, that, is that exactly what it's supposed to be? Yeah. Are you making fun of me? <laughs> no, I'm still laughing. But how hard you went on how bad littering was. Littering isn't good. Yeah, so, you know, the intro rocks. Yes, but before the episode actually comes on, Mr. R.L. Stein himself pops up and he's got this, like, row of scary masks. He's telling us what the episode is about. He's got this fabulous forehead mole that is also iconic. He should get it looked at by a doctor, but it's like... (laughs) So this episode is about a girl with the unfortunate name of Carly Beth. Oh, that name blows. I'm so glad my name isn't Carly Beth. No, she could have gone by Carly. She could have chosen Beth. Um, CB. CB, sure. Either one would have been fine, but she's both. Cool. I mean, I guess do your thing, Carly She embraces it. Oh, and by the way, I don't mean mean to cut you off there, but the amount of times that they use her name in this show. Gosh, there could be a super cut of this. (laughs) Carly Beth. Carly Beth. (laughs) Why are you doing that, Carly Beth? They say it so many times. Nobody does that in real life. Right. Okay, so Carly Beth and her friend Sabrina. Sabrina, right? Sabrina. Yeah, I I think I kept thinking her name was Serena, but Sabrina. Her and Carly Beth are walking down the street. It's Halloween time. And they come across this very horrifying, dark, crusty looking mask shop. And Carly Beth is like, wow. And Sabrina is understandably spooked, which this place is rocks her socks off. appropriate, but Carly Breath loves it. She shows, like, an unhealthy amount of interest in this mask shop. Um, they don't actually go in. They just see it from the street. And there's a man watching from this dusty, dusty window, just, like, kind of eyeing them suspiciously. And we can even see from this very brief interaction that his skin is kind of, like... I don't know, not normal human skin. It's, he's, he's diseased. He's got some kind of weird skin patch thing happening. So, noted. Um, and they walk home. It's dark. 
Um, and Carly Beth, she, like, needs a pumpkin. Because it's Halloween. It's not a want. It's not a want. It's a need. She needs it. She's going to get it. And you don't go to, like, stop and shop and pick up a pumpkin. You go to a pumpkin patch. Doesn't matter if it's nighttime. They need to go to the pumpkin patch. They go. It's the last minute. Of course, Carly Beth has, like, procrastinated because she's annoying. Um, and she drags Sabrina there with her. Um, but the thing about Carly Beth is... She's, like, a big scaredy cat, but she doesn't seem to hesitate to, like, put herself in situations where she's going to be scared. Like, the mask shop, the pumpkin patch at night, whatever. So, she gets there, she's paranoid. She's like, Sabrina, do you hear somebody breathing? Like, she thinks someone's following her. And, of course, Sabrina, like, bah, like, scares her. Because, like, she's so scaredy. I don't Yeah. <laughs> and Carly and Beth, like, is totally spooked. Um, and Sabrina laughs at her, which, rude, but this is a theme that we see throughout Carly Beth's life. Is rudeness? That, like, oh, for sure. Well, rudeness, but also, like, she's easily spooked, so people scare her. Yeah. And they just get a big it's kick It's a vicious it. cycle, really, that she can't get out of. Right. So while they're looking for her pumpkin in the pumpkin patch in the dead of night, two of the pumpkin heads come up from the literal ground like they <laughs> were the Earth's crust. From the Earth, okay. <laughs> it is these two guys named Chuck and Steve who have clearly just been, like, waiting to scare her like they literally buried their entire body they, they went so hard. beneath the earth and like waited for god knows how long to jump up and scare her and of course she shrieks and she screams and she's like totally traumatized and they think it's hilarious, hilarious. yeah they love it this is what they were waiting for and she reveals that last summer they put a dead octopus on her questions <laughs> a whole octopus where did they get where did they get it the fish market <laughs> a dead one question mark have you ever seen a whole giant octopus at the fish market no usually they have like shrimp and she's all like why me like they don't do this to anyone else but me and sabrina thinks it's carly beth like it's because you're so scarable you're a fraidy cat you're a fraidy cat like it's not an attractive quality but like it is who she is but anyway it's unbecoming it's unbecoming so before she goes home they have to pass the spooky mask shop again we sure, see sure. the skin man in the window once again watching her it's creepy um so she goes home and her mom is like oh my gosh curly beth like i was just at art class and i made you this like what appears to be a clay bust of Carly Beth. And she's like, here, I made it because I love you. Um, and the clay bust, like, actually smiles at Carly Beth, but her mom doesn't see it. It's so. unsettling. I mean, her mom's been grinding it at art class. <laughs> she's really been grinding it at art class because in addition to the bust, she also is like, oh my gosh, Carly Beth, like, I made you a duck costume in art class. This mom has been hustling. <laughs> she I mean, has. she's a single parent, which I think we'll get to. And like, we she, don't know if she's a single parent. We just don't see anyone else. We just else. don't see the dad. But I mean, she's off at art class, like creating a way, but also like providing cool things for her children. <laughs> right. She gives Carly Beth this duck costume and Carly Beth's like, oh my gosh, like, why'd you make it's that? It's not mom? cute. It's, I mean, it's fine, but it's a duck costume. And apparently at some point in her life, Carly Beth said she wanted a duck costume. And do you remember when you were a kid, if you said you wanted to be something for Halloween and then your parent like got you that costume, like you better wear it. Oh, you better wear it. Cause like they either made it for you or bought it for you and you said you wanted it. Right. And you so have to pretend you're going to be the duck. Awesome. Right. Carly Beth does not. Well, actually, no, she got that lesson because she's like, Mm, why'd you make that for me? And her mom is like, it's cute. And she says these words that I believe are the kiss of death. She says, I don't want to be cute. Ooh. Okay. I think we just need to sit with that for a second. Carly Beth doesn't want to be cute. She doesn't want to be cute. Do we remember the episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation? A few seasons in when Manny Tanto says she doesn't want to be cute. She Manny, wants to be sweetie. hot. 
Manny, sweetie, that was the end of cute Manny. That was when she started wearing thongs, <laughs> kissing all the wrong boys, and being sent to Principal Radich. Right. Yes. A moment of silence for Manny Santos. A moment of silence for Manny Santos. And I mean, you know what? And at least Carly Beth doesn't want to be hot. She wants to be scary. She just, she doesn't want to wear thongs. She just doesn't want to be a duck. And I mean, <laughs> to, to be fair, like fair, there's an in-between for that. Because Carly Beth appears to be like 15. You think? I don't know. What age do you think she I is? I guess I thought she was like in elementary school. <laughs> we had wildly different perceptions. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought she was let's like split the difference. Middle school. She's a middle schooler. Middle school. That's fine. But I, I sympathize with Carly Beth. I mean, growing up, I mean, you and I are on the small side. So I, I'm acutely aware of like buying things that make me like too cute. You won't even wear headbands. No, I don't wear headbands for that reason. Like, when I was in school and stuff, people would be like, oh, you're a little baby. And I'm like, I don't want to be a baby. I want to be, like, old. I mean, like, <laughs> I never... want to be old? <laughs> okay, I don't want to be, like, old, but I wanted people to, like, take me seriously. <laughs> and they never did. And that's fine, because now I embrace being cute. It's okay to be cute. If there's a moral, or multiple morals to be derived from this episode, number one, I would say it's okay to be cute. I don't know if that's what RL was going for, but, like, we'll get there. Okay. Okay. Her little brother somehow gets a hold of her duck costume, and he puts it on, and he, like, bah, jumps out and scares her, because, oh, like, once again... little are the worst. I'm so glad Mom and Dad didn't give me one, because yeah. all I have to go by is, like, movies and TV shows and stuff from this time period, and they were always so annoying. Yeah, seriously irritating. And he's like, gotcha, 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 which, like, what he got her on, unclear. Unclear. But she still runs away while he's chanting, like, Carly Betts, okay, you can't. Like, rude, but whatever. It's a little brother trope. We, we see you. So it's the next day at school, and it's lunchtime. This is my personal least favorite scene in the entire episode. It has haunted me. They're eating lunch, and Chuck and Steve are like, Carly Beth, like, we're so sorry. We didn't mean to wait in the pumpkin patch for, like, eight hours and, like, jump out at you with scary pumpkin heads and chase you around. Like, that wasn't our intention. We're sorry. But... You can tell they're just like smarmy little weasels because while they're apologizing to her, one of them somehow puts a handful of live worms in her sandwich. In her sandwich, okay? And when she bites into that sandwich, oh, full body chills. Full body chills. The crunching sounds have like haunted me since I was a small child. And it's not the only piece of media we've seen worms in the sandwich. No, Brink. Brink. Why was this such a... Yeah, of course. Why was that such a big thing back then? And how do we get to the point when the sandwich is actually like on your way to your mouth? There's a lot of worms. Yeah, there's a lot of worms. Aren't they moving? Anyway, (sighs) disgusting. So gross. So all the kids in the cafeteria are pointing and laughing at her because kids are jerks. We hate them. But she goes home. She throws herself down on the bed and she just like has had enough. And she holds up her duck costume and she just starts like ripping it and crying and like yelling. And she's like, I hate you. I'm pretty sure that self-loathing is like self-loathing and not loathing her duck costume. Like I'm pretty sure she like hates herself. Okay. I hate that for her. And then she just like There's a switch that flips and she's like, I'm done. I've had enough. She pulls a wad of cash out of like her jewelry box and she's She's like- She's hustling. Where did she get all that cash? (laughs) No idea. She's really saving off all of, you know- Her birthday cash. Her birthday cash. All All of it. So she says in this like creepy voice, she's like, it's my turn now. Okay, so she, we know where she's going. Oh, yeah. We know where she's going. She's going back to that mask shop that is the stuff of nightmares. She's about to spiral. Yeah. So she goes into the store and she's like, 
Excellent. And all of a sudden, this girl who's literally afraid of her own, sa- own shadow is like alone in this dark, crusty store with a zillion scary monster masks. And she's just like smiling and vibing and just like loving it. Which, like I said, like this girl who she's supposedly this big scaredy cat, like she's done a lot of things thus far that like I myself would be too afraid to do. And then all of a sudden we hear this very scary voice who's, that says like, what are you doing here? We are closed. Which, first of all, bro, your door was open and it's the middle of the day. Yeah, how are you going to get any business It's whatsoever? Halloween. Isn't this the time you sell masks? Why are you closed? That literally reminds me of the time that I applied for a job like in high school at like a pizza shop. <laughs> and, like, I tried to apply for this job and he yelled at me and like I left. Which, like, how are you going to get employees? How are you going to sell masks? You have to let people in. You have to be nice. Anyway, he, like, takes a phone call, and she's just picking up different masks, trying them on. She didn't get the memo that, like, he wants her to leave. Um, and then she takes it a step further. Carly Beth's a little dense. <laughs> she's just desperate at this point to just, like, be scary. So she goes in a secret door in the back of the store. I would not go within 15 feet of this door. Um, she just like barges in there and there's a row of like probably 10 of the most terrifying masks I've ever seen in my life. They're just not human. And she loves them. She literally goes over and like touches them. And as she's touching them, the guy appears and he's like, I said no. Like I said no. Yeah, more like that. And he tells her she can't have one because they're not for sale. And she's like, why? And he says, which is legit. Like they're too frightening. I agree. And then he says, like, but you can have this mask that's made of real gorilla hair for free. He's willing to give her this mask for free. Why is that, like, the selling point? Like, she's really going to want it if it's got real gorilla fur. I don't know who was out poaching gorillas. But he said she could have it for free. Right. He just wants her out of there. But she's really invested in a mask that's going to scare the pants off of Chuck and Steve. Which, like, at this point we all want because they're creeps and we hate them. And he's like, ah, revenge. So, like, he gets it. But instead of, like, running out of the store like any sane person, she's like, here, take my money. Like, I really want the monster mask. And he's like, no, please leave. He opens the door to kick her out. She very deftly grabs the monster mask, chucks the money at him, and, like, runs out of the store. Well, he's like, no. Like, he really, he's upset. And she gets outside and she's like, oh my gosh, like I just stole. I should probably go return this. But she turns around and he's like locking up. Right. See, this is where I thought there was another moral that's like, don't steal. No, you kind of thought like maybe that's where it was going. But But she's like, oh, well. So she takes the mask home, puts it on. And all of a sudden, like, this is very scary. We get a view from inside her mask. So we get that like perspective shift. And she says like, wow. In a voice that is quite different. We can already tell from her regular That's really good, sis. All that like... Theater teaching that you do to your kids is really hang off. Thank you. That perspective shot from the mask is creepy. Yeah, I don't it's need so it. It's so scary. But it's effective. Oh, it's very effective. And of course, then she like scares her brother and she really freaks that little creep out. And he's like, please take that mouth down, Carly Beth. But like, we don't care about him at this point because he's been rude. Right. Um, He begs her to take it off, but she tries to take it off, but she like can't. And you know where this is going. Yeah. But she does eventually get it off at this point, And she's like very thrilled because she scared her little brother. So very clearly she can scare other people too. Right. And he's like, um, how did you change your voice? And she's like, I don't know, but I like it. Carly Beth really, she's on a downward slide. Yeah. But she's excited about it at this point. Right. So she puts it back on and then we can visibly see the mask like 
shrink onto her skin. So at that point, this point, like if we didn't know it already, we know this mask is bad news and her not being able to get it off was for sure foreshadowing. So she grabs a broom handle, not a full broom, might you, might I add? A broom handle. She puts the clay bust of her own head on the broom handle and she just like runs out the door and her mom is like, okay, bye, sweetie. Like have fun in your duck costume. Um, and she just starts running around the neighborhood fully loving being scary. She's loving She's it. reveling in the scariness yeah. that now she's, she's got the power. Um, she just, unfortunately, she's like using it inappropriately and she's just scaring little kids. She's literally She's Everybody's like, Halloween. She's ruining Halloween. She's lunging at kids and like, ah. She's like barking like a dog. <laughs> it's very weird. It's very weird. Yeah. And and we, I, I mean, I feel like it's safe to say she, to say she probably stole some candy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, kids are just like giving it to her so she'll leave them alone. Right. Um. So she starts running around the neighborhood, lunging at people, like poking at them with like her head on a stick. She thought these two seven-year-olds were Chuck and Steve and she's like, you're not Chuck and Steve. And they're like, no. And then they run away and they're really scared, but she loves it. She thinks it's so funny. Your impression's too good, sis. Thank I'm you so much. freaked out. So she gets to Sabrina's house, who's like, I thought she was a rat. You thought she was a cat. Turns out she's like a mouse. I, I thought she was a mouse. She is a cat, actually. You thought she was a mouse. She's a cat. She's a cat. cat. Okay. The whiskers and the tail really threw me off. But mm. anyway, Sabrina sees her and she's like, what's up with like your head on a stake? Because like, that's kind of weird. And she's like, it's who I used to be. Mm, yeah. Okay. So she's like, whatever, that's odd, but like, cool, we're going to trick-or-treat, get some candy, it's fine. So they set off for a fun night of trick-or-treating, looking for Chuck and Steve, of course. Sabrina is like peppering Carly Beth with questions. As one would. About the mask, about the head on the stick. She's like, can I touch your mask? And Carly Beth is like, I guess. And she touches it and she's like, um, it feels like real skin. Yeah. Ooh. Um, and she asks her like a bajillion more questions and Carly Beth is just getting like really agitated. And she just loses it at this point. And for no reason, she grabs Sabrina by the shoulders and she's like shaking her. And she's just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And she's like winging her head back and forth. Like she is fully not herself Yeah, she has like a conniption. She has a conniption. She has a fit. And that is where part one ends. So if we were seven, this would be where we would have to wait probably like another week for part two, but streaming services. So after she finishes winging her head around and shaking Sabrina and telling her to shut up for no reason, she just stops and starts giggling like crazy because like we said, she's just loving being scary. She's loving it. Loving it. This is like her night. They continue on. Sabrina's a good friend because like I would have gone home. Oh, Sabrina's a real one. Yeah. So she continues like lunging at children in between, I think, trick-or-treating. Um, so, but they finally do come upon our friends, Chuck and Steve, They're full pirate costumes in the graveyard, like, like sword fighting. sea shanties. <laughs> They're taking this so incredibly seriously. Like yoga and a bottle of rum. Right. Like, literally, they have their candy spread out on somebody's tombstone, and they're just, like, eating it's it. Disrespectful. It's disrespectful. It's disturbing. But anyway, that's what they're doing. So right there in the graveyard, Carly Beth starts digging in the dirt with her hands in the graveyard. Chuck and Steve run away, obviously. Um, she buries the clay head and she says in the worst possible voice, do it, sis. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Carly Beth. Bye-bye. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. And then she's like... <laughs> <laughs> she's like, clearly, she's not a human at this point. And she's doing cartwheels in the graveyard. And finally, Carly Beth agrees to go home with Sabrina and they get to her house and they start sorting out their candy. And 
Carly Beth tries to get the mask off because like she's probably hot in there, but it's not coming off. So Carly Beth tries to cut it off with scissors, but Sabrina is safety conscious. And she's like, no, like that's dangerous. We need a grown up to like use the scissors. But this is Goosebumps and there are of course no adult in sight. Right. Ever. They're all bumbling around someplace else. Right. Or in art class, like making clay busts of heads and stuff. So Carly Beth starts freaking out at this point, but they realize like there is no end to the mask. Like it, they, they can't find the place where like they could like reach in and grab it. Um, because at this point we see that the mask has become Carly Beth and she like sees her eyes in the mirror and she's like, Sabrina, these are not my eyes. That's like the scariest line in the whole episode. These, these are aren't not- my eyes? Yeah. Like where are my eyes? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she runs back to the mask store and of course the skin guy is there waiting for her. He's like, I knew you'd be back. Like, I told you not to take it. You don't listen to me, Carly Beth. You're like doing the most and I told you this would happen. Um, He's like, I cannot remove that mask. And he's like, I cannot help you. It's not a mask. Dun dun. Why is he like vaguely German? I don't know. He's like, I cannot remove that mask because it is not a mask. It is in fact a real face. Okay. Apparently the real face didn't used to be ugly. It started out as beautiful, but it became a hideous monstrosity. Um, And he calls those scary masks in the secret room the unloved ones because no one will ever love them because they're so ugly. And only Carly Beth was the only person like ever who was stupid enough to love them. And she starts screaming at him to take it off. But he's like, I'm sorry, but this is your face now. Which, like, does not calm her down for obvious reasons. So she's shrieking, which wakes up the scary monster masks. And then they start, like, flying about the room. And he's like, run! And they start, like, moaning and chasing her. And she's like... Carly Bad. Yeah, she's, like, hightailing it back to the graveyard. She's booking it. She's calling patootie. Yeah, they start moaning, like you said, like, love us, Carly Beth, and like, please join us and be one of us. They do say please, which is polite. They do say please. I'm not really sure, like, what they're going to do when they catch her, though. Yeah, like... Smooch her to death, like, (laughs) rub their cheeks on, (laughs) nuzz her, I'm not really sure. But anyway, she gets to the graveyard, she starts, like, frantically digging up this clay bus, and she holds it up to them, and she's like, this is who I am, it's me! And they're like, oh, okay, got it. And then they, like, fly away. It, like, repels, it repels the heads away. So the the clay bust obviously was the symbol of love that Skin Man was talking about. And at this point, to the relief of all viewers, she is able to take the mask off. We all breathe a giant sigh of relief. And now it's just a mask. Still human skin. And she still is like holding it. I would get rid of it. I would have buried it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's still a real face, but I guess now it's just a mask. But she goes home after literally the longest night of my life. Um, she took the mask home with her. Why? I don't know. She's not that smart. But she hugs her mom. She tells her she loves her. And the mom's and like, hi, sweetie. How's your night Like, have a cookie. And then we can tell at this point, like, the moral of the story was, like, you're supposed to love yourself. It's um, okay to be cute. It's okay to be cute. So everything's happy until she hears Noah, her little brother, laughing from the other room. And she's like, Noah, don't put that mask on. And he's like, don't worry, I won't. But, of course, like, the episode ends with Noah in the mask. It's terrifying so my thought is like whenever i watch something like this where the where the character is in like some crazy unrealistic situation where you know like the mask won't come off their face like okay that's really freaky but what always starts going through my mind giving me anxiety is like okay this is an experience that i could never bring up with the police (laughs) this is an experience i could never bring up with my therapist because wait why couldn't you tell the police that, oh, I bought a mask and it turned into my skin and now, like, I can't get it off? <laughs> You're right. I guess like, they couldn't It doesn't you. make sense to anybody <laughs> and no one's going to be able to help you. So, yeah. like, that freaks me out. And also, 
Okay, so Carly Beth was acting like a freak yeah. this whole time, right? It, it really stresses me out that, like, okay, say this was me. Like, once I'm out of this experience, what if I ruined all my friendships and my <laughs> relationships because I just acted like a weirdo right. all night and yeah. now I can just never move past that? Well, the good news is all of the children that you frightened, they didn't know it was you because you were in the mask. Yeah. But I understand. It's like a feeling of like, it's how I feel when I watch it. What gives me the most anxiety is there's no adults really to like help. These kids just have to figure out these problems on their own. And I just think like, can't you just call your mom? So I think it's like the overall lack of parental supervision that always scared me the most. That's really on brand for you. Yeah. Overall, I would say this one still is scary. I think I can see the humor in it. But the idea that you could just completely and fully, like, not be yourself anymore is a scary thought. Well, overall, I love this episode. I feel like all the moments um, that scared me as a kid, like, still stuck out today. Like, Labas Carly Bath. Well, thanks for listening. This has been a really fun first episode. We're yeah. looking forward to doing the next ones. Mm-hmm.